Well, 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 Jacqueline, we have taken a little bit of a podcast hiatus because of reasons that don't need to be explained right now because it's a little on the marital level. And <laughs> as has been discussed on this uh, forum, it's not easy working with your spouse, especially when you're trying to schedule um, 45 minutes with your wife, who is just very, very busy and has very many calls and is constantly doing a zillion Is that things. an impression of me? I don't know. I just, that's in my head. That's how I imagine how the conversations go. And I'm like, hey, um, let's do another podcast and you Yeah. Spiral. And then like, as soon as you leave and you, you, the door closes behind you, I jump on the couch and watch Bridgerton. Right. <laughs> exactly. Which makes me feel so good. So, um, we, uh, we're back at it, which is fun. And a lot has happened, which, you know, we don't need to get into all the details, but Jacqueline, I would like to ask you now that we are in mid to late September, like, what happened these past couple of months for state bags? Some like crazy, exciting, big, growing stuff. It's been unbelievable. The best thanks to part, many of our listeners. Thanks to many of our listeners. Yes. Um, and the state bags team, of course. Exactly. It has been the best part of the roller coaster, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, we had a crazy good back to school essentially hit our crazy aggressive goals. Yeah. And, you know. And the world is back. And, it, it, you know, obviously still recovering in a lot of different ways, but like kids are like back to school. Last year at this time, there was still questions and kids were still virtual and it was like still kind of funky. Whereas this year it's like kids went. Well, personally, I've made the very conscious decision to ignore the pandemic. Okay. The, oh, be do- I'm done with the pandemic. <laughs> It's an endemic in my mind. Is that a thing? Actually, I think it is. It is me and Fauci in my brain, yeah. and we have declared it's over. Uh, so I lie to you and you ask me if I wore a mask on the plane. I did not. Okay, great. So let's get political on this podcast. No, I'm just, just telling you it's okay. not it's not a political thing. This is my personal this is my personal view of the endemic. So what? oh Scott, what's going on with you? No, I, I... <laughs> All right. Thank you. So thanks for that genuine uh, segue into my life. Um, No, I have said this, I think, on every one of these little shows that we've done that I am like so excited to talk to the person that we're talking to. But for this one, it's different because not only is this person tied to something that We just wrapped up and we're like doing a big launch around and we're like publicizing all the incredible things that happened with this initiative called the Travel Academy. But this particular human really just like just his voice alone, his name alone for us, the two of us and our entire our entire family, extended family, such happiness, such joy, such memories. And the fact that now we have this kind of connection, both from like a personal level, like that we have traveled the world with this guy, as well as the fact that him and I have now worked together on something that was just a thought and a vision and now has become a reality that is like so, so beautiful and beyond any of our, or either of our wildest expectations. 
is really exciting. So without further ado, wait, I just want to say one more thing before you introduce him. This this is an important part of our our relationship with Gabo. I feel as though every moment that we spend with Gabo on the road, we are trying to convince him to say aloud that our family is his favorite family. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Because as do you feel the love back? Yeah. So as we'll discuss, this is his job. The whole it's entire podcast is going to be dedicated to us confirming. convincing and confirming yeah. this person that we are his favorite family ever. Okay, so here's here is who we're talking to today. His bio, as he told me, is a little outdated, but I'm going to just read some of the things that I have. He was born in Buenos Aires and raised in Jerusalem in Israel. He is a world traveler. That is like an understatement. He is a tour leader. He is Gabriel, but otherwise known as Gabo the Guide. He served three years in the military. He left Israel to travel throughout Latin America, where he discovered his passion for travel. After 14 months on the road, he arrived in the Yucatan Peninsula, where he settled on the Caribbean coast and lived there for two years until he decided to make a change and live on an island and explored his love for diving. After four years abroad, Gabo returned to Israel, where he started his career as a tour guide, and that is what takes us to him. During that time, he was recruited to direct a cyber intelligence startup. Tasting the business world, Gabo transformed his life again and started leading and guiding private groups in both Israel and South America. And since then, he developed himself as an entrepreneur in the tourism field, where he finds his purpose to this day. His favorite quote, Traveling magnifies all human emotions by Tyler Hodges, which could not be more true. So, Gabo, come on in, my man, my brother, from literally across. Dun, da, da, da. Hello, hello. Hello. Well, I, I want to get a hat as well. So, I want to pinch in with you guys. Yep. The voice that launched a thousand trips. Whoa. Oh. How about that? Wow. That's a great so, line. Thank you so much line. for having me. I just <laughs> thought of it. So, Gabo, <laughs> like, I mean, I just kind of gave a little bit of an intro to your life, but like, we have a lot to discuss here, as I just talked about. There's like a new layer to our relationship, brotherhood, friendship totally. in this travel academy, which we're going to get to. But this particular podcast, is called Remind Me Why I Built This, which is basically alluding to the fact that all of us entrepreneurs dive into something. There he is with his Puzzle International branded t-shirt. We all dive into something and we, we're excited and we get super pumped about it and we're inspired. And then reality kicks in and we're like, why did we do this? Like, what, what was the reason behind it? So tell, first tell us, like, what is your current role at your current company and, you know, and then we'll dive into why you did all this. Why did we do all of this? Um, and where are you, by the way? Let's tell our listeners where you are, because this is our first international broadcast here. Oh, my God. Breaking boundaries right here with the state crew. Um, I'm in Israel. I'm, I live in a little Moshav, which is like a little village, uh, 20 minutes away from Tel Aviv on the coastline of Israel. Uh, it's very nice and in the outdoors, so it's, I'm very close to nature. On the one hand side, yet very close to the city. 
So it grants me a bit of all worlds. Um, what I'm doing today involves both in the travel industry and the hospitality world. On uh, one hat of mine, I am the CEO of the Puzzle Group, both Puzzle Israel and Puzzle International, uh, performing trips in Israel and around the world for families, couples, groups, f- Jewish federations, and different delegations and philanthropical organizations. And on another hat of mine, um, I have another company with Puzzle called Glow Glamping, and we're aiming to transform the world of hospitality. We want to bring people to the outdoors, so we're building resorts in nature, and bringing in what is called glamping, not as a unit, but as a philosophy of connecting people to nature, to their community, into values that we see and take in high regards, like sustainability and communication and wellness of different types and kinds. Uh, Glow glamping, which I am in love with this concept. It's amazing. And I hadn't really heard very much about it. I've only seen sort of little snippets from your excursions where I'm like highly jealous, but I didn't know, you know, that this was initiative with, um, alongside Puzzle International to do this amazing, amazing thing, because I really believe that this is like a new wave and totally. And now we are, we are, we understand how incredible glamping is because we just got invited to a weekend with like 30 families in Northern California for a three day weekend. And Jacqueline was admittedly terrified of any sort of word that ending in amping so like (laughs) camping even glamping she was like wait a second i'm not sure i'm cut out for this but i i was having a conversation with my friends the other day glamping is the greatest idea ever for families for corporate events for like reunions buddies whatever i want to do it a zillion more times. It's and just I love also the fact like that you are. Yeah, because I, first of all, Puzzle does everything amazing. And I want you to get into more stuff about yourself, but I, I do want to just say that like Puzzle is the best company to travel with. And we have been on many, many trips as Tatelman clan, and none of them have ever been like a puzzle trip. And even when we try to do them ourselves, we're like, oh, I wish we had puzzle there because yeah. we don't even know what to order. <laughs> And I feel like your version of glamping would be amazing. And I think it's time that you call Scott's mom and change our entire itinerary for Portugal, because I'm sure you haven't done that yet. (laughs) Only three times already. Only three times. And then one more thing that I want to say about glamping that I felt like was um, amazing. And it's actually camping. That's amazing. Um, But I prefer putting the GL in front. Um, But like, time around the campfire or like figuring out how to do like put together meals and like all of the stuff that comes from the earth and the time together on the earth is an incredible bonding experience. Um, and unlike anything else. So I think that this is so cool and I'm very excited for you guys that you're going after it because it's just going to be enormous with you guys. Thank you so much. Just about to start talking about how, like, why he built this or why he is now running this. But, like, I want to give some context to, like, the fact that when we connected with Gabo and Puzzle, we had no idea who both were. 
And we went on a family trip to Israel. It was like 12 days or something. And it was our family, my parents, my sister and her three kids and all this stuff. And we were connected with this travel guide, tour guide named Gabo. And it was like instant family. Like, and we were on a bus together all day, every day, just everywhere, all across the country. And at that time, you were, you know, taking families, you were, you were touring Israel, other parts of the world and whatever. And then, I mean, you'll tell this story, but like within maybe a year or so, we got word that you were that now running the company. And it was like, oh my God, that is a huge step and a huge leap for him, much deserved because there's nobody better in our minds than you. But that was like a major shift, like just from a personal entrepreneurial kind of shift, like big, big, big deal. Tell us about that. Yeah. Totally, totally big deal. I think uh, what led me to making that shift was my vision to enable what we experienced together to more people around the world and creating what Puzzle does, which is creating an experience that combines both uh, adventures, culinary um, attractions and workshops and encounters with people, which eventually is what travel is all about. We said that travel magnifies all human emotions. And I believe that today, most companies kind of lost it um, regarding to what travel is all about. And I think that is what led us as well for creating Travel Academy is trying to use this platform called travel into changing the world, changing people's lives, showing what we can accomplish with just a plane ticket, with taking someone from his neck of the woods to a whole different place and showing him how different the world is, how amazing it could be just staying at the beach or walking within the woods. And that is what we're trying to do in our travel philosophy is bringing people to travel, eat, connect, uh, first with themselves, then with other people. And by doing that, basically, they're registering to the world's greatest university, which is travel. Oh, I like so that true. one. Um, so when you took over the company as CEO, like, what was your first moment where you were like, oh, my God, like, am I cut out for this? Like, I'm in way over my head. This is, I don't know if I can do this. Like, when did you start having those feelings? Or if, if, maybe you, did, if, or not. if you did. <laughs> so I think, yeah, at the start of an entrepreneur, especially taking on a big role, like being the CEO, Jack definitely can back me up on this. You realize how broad is what you have to deal with and how there are so many issues to take care of. And there are so many little details you want to pay attention to. And I think it was in a, in a way overwhelming at the beginning, especially because when I entered Puzzle as the CEO, it's also when we started opening destinations outside of Israel. Places like Morocco, Portugal, South America, places that I've known personally as a traveler, but never thought I would take people 
to see those places as groups, especially coming in from the U.S. or from Canada. So that was a big challenge indeed. And uh, one of the things that led me to overcome uh, those fears and those uh, that overwhelming feeling was the sense of confidence that I'm, first of all, fulfilling myself. I think that is one of the greatest things one can feel that I'm fulfilling my destiny or I'm fulfilling my abilities and I'm actually creating experiences that are making a difference. Doesn't matter if it's um, just a travel or just a small trip from one place to another or an encounter or a conversation with someone that could lead eventually to a change, to a positive effect on his life, on the world. And uh, that is one of the greatest things that happened when we first glamped together, when we went glamping in Morocco. Um, and I think uh, today, realizing how things, the little things we do, like a small conversation or like a favor that we do to someone, can have a great effect on our future. And that is uh, something that I take in high regards when I, when I wake up in the morning and think, what can I do more today that is unusual for my daily routine and that could change my future or could affect someone else's life? Mm. Probably one of the greatest skills that you already had as a CEO was um, like from travel, you're consistently stepping out of your comfort zone. And dealing with that. And so like as a CEO, you're out of your comfort zone a lot and having to face new challenges every day. And so your life skill is like probably been leading you up to this very moment that you, you know, took over and started running all facets of the company. That is totally correct. I think uh, I grew into the part and the role of being a CEO. Uh, I think being a director of a company is not meant for everyone. Some people would avoid it. Others would dream about it. And I think it's an ongoing process. We learn something new every day. And uh, our role is never the same. And right. we evolve in every little thing we do. So... We're like entering the the week that I've been waiting for for a really long time where we're finally finalizing like all the pieces to this incredible trip that we did this summer with Brooklyn kids, Brooklyn students and educators and filmmakers. And we're going public and we're going to promote our virtual watch party happening on October 2nd, which is why I wanted to talk to you this week, because to give people a little bit more backstory, I'm like, how this whole thing came about. So I specifically remember a van ride in Morocco. It was like a long one. And I remember sitting across from you on the van, which was kind of rare because you were usually sitting in front directing the driver and on the microphone. Hello, Tetomans. Good morning, Boba oh, Cove. You know? uh, um, so such a vibe. I remember specifically <laughs> having a conversation with you after like something and just feeling so like, filled like so like filled up with like oh my god we just saw something and tasted something and did something and i feel different i feel like a different person like i've grown and i've i've become like a, a better bigger person because i've i've seen it and experienced it and then my mind always goes to like 
but what about all the people who can't do this? And then you and I just started having a conversation. Do you remember this conversation? And what do you remember about it? I cannot forget uh, this drive. Actually, we act, we talked about things like being a CEO, Jack. I don't know if you remember, but of course, we, we really discussed these matters of like what it means to become a director and how should we address it. <clears throat> and on our conversation, Scott, I don't know if you remember, but I clearly remember uh, my eyes shining, feeling this energy around us while yeah. sharing this idea, which. I believe that was a dream of yours and was definitely a dream of mine um, using travel as a platform to alter people's lives and also uh, perhaps find the world's next leaders. And mm. it became like a pursuit of ours of like, how can we do it? When would we do it? And uh, what I remember the most is the excitement I felt about seeing someone who shares this dream and vision with me of using travel as a platform of altering people's lives um, and finding the world's next leaders. And in a way, we started brainstorming during that van ride, which was very long from Marrakesh to Isawira during which we found goats on trees and all kinds of women creating different jams. This dream of mine, which I had for a long time, it started sizzling. Because, you know, when, when you're close to achieving something that you've been dreaming of for so long, your body starts feeling it as well. And that is the energy that I started feeling of, like, dreams coming true. Um, Sizzling yeah, is a great way to put it because it was like, you know, you put like two people together who have like specific kind of skill sets and like yours was so travel focused and putting these unbelievable life changing trips together that just like you never forget, which I personally experienced. We all experienced twice. And then me, which is like my whole thing has always been like, I just want to level the playing field and I just want to um, give kids from neighborhoods that don't often get it, the experiences that a lot of other kids do, whether it be camp, which I've been changed by. So we gave camp, you know, the gift of camp to so many kids and then travel, which I've been changed by. And so many kids aren't given that gift. And so it was just like this perfect marriage of like, oh my God, where, how can we do this? Like, when can we do this? And then we started literally putting together the Travel Academy 2020. And we were, we had a trip like kind of in the works to Guatemala. Like it was like happening. I was like locating schools or identifying schools, partners. Obviously that didn't happen because of a <laughs> major situation called a global pandemic, but we resurrected the idea this year and we got it off the ground in and a major way. It's actually funny because I, I'm not sure if it was that exact van ride because I think I was a part of the initial conversation with you guys and watched you both start to like, you know, sizzle together. Um, but on that same trip, I remember the van ride and I received the final photos of the luggage collection. Oh, that's right. And I remember looking out the window and looking at the world and being like, 
this is number one, I hope going to be what brings like something that is a tangible thing that families will have in moments like this that our family was experiencing. But also a lot of it was, you know, the fate of this company and this conversation that these two amazing humans are having about doing something so incredible for like future leaders and humans in this world um, lies in this collection. Yeah, and that's right. I remember you crying. I was crying. I was like, uh oh, what what text did you just get? And you were like, no, I just got the final photos, final photos of the luggage collection. And you were just like, this, is this has to be everything. it. This has to be it. Yeah. It's going to change everything. And then we built the whole kind of concept of Travel Academy around the luggage collection, travel, right? So yeah. it like all tied in and we had this whole plan and obviously things didn't take shape as we thought, but, but it almost worked. It's in a better, better, way. Um, better. Gabo, when we like started putting things together for this particular summer and these particular kids and identifying California as the, the destination, what was your, what were your goals of the trip? What was your vision? What were you hoping would happen like the end results for the kids and everybody? Wow. It's, it was big for me to, first of all, witness the realization of this dream coming true. And my goals were, first of all, making this happen, like showing that travel could make a difference in someone's life. Um, and witnessing how people react to it. And I think you did a great job by choosing people that couldn't have dreamt of doing this trip or any other trip that would be like this. Um, and I think that just magnified their experience, just crossing the country from Brooklyn to California, such a great shift of landscape, culture, um, even weather. So it was like putting them into a melting pot of experiences and taking them out of their comfort zone into something that little by little felt like a new family for them. And I think my, when I dreamt of the Travel Academy, I dreamt of someone taking these travel experiences with, with him throughout his lifetime. So it's not necessarily what they feel now, although I'm super excited about how they reacted and what it meant for them to do this trip. But I want to see what happens in five years from now when they remember back about this great opportunity they had and maybe they are giving it to someone else. Maybe it helps them to make the right decision at the right junction in their life. And that is what I am visioning for this thing called Travel Academy is really giving tools, opening the eyes of people that were underprivileged to travel. And like we said, maybe finding the next world leaders um, and giving them the ability to believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I spent very little time, like actually moving around and traveling with you guys. But that, that sentiment of like, you don't even know how this changed your life yet. Yeah. I know that you can feel like a change and a shift in your energy of being away and doing all of these incredible things and building a family together and getting to know each other in a way that you never thought possible and seeing the world. But like, you actually don't even know 
how this changed you yet. And that's so cool. That's so profound. Give it up for totally. me. Give it up for Jack. <laughs> so, Gabo, was there, um, you built your entire <clears throat> life around travel, literally, like professionally, personally. Was there, but you weren't able to be with us during this. And there was a, there was conversation like maybe I could pull this off. And we also had some COVID scares and you were like, next <laughs> plane out there. How hard was that for you to like be part of this from literally inception when we were like, we should do this and like brainstorming to like, we're doing this, we're taking off on like Monday morning, but you were across the, you know, ocean and not being able to be a part of it. And I was like texting you all the time, whatever. How hard was that for you? Wow, it was really, really hard for me. Um, I think realizing a dream and then not being there to witness it, it's like a paradox in a way for me. But I was able to experience the trip through you, Scott, and uh, through Eitan that helped. And what was missing for me is seeing the expressions on their faces and I was able to catch some of it from the pictures, but there's nothing like really being there. You know, they say that you had to be there. So I think that is one of those moments. And the only way to, to cover for this, uh, disappearance of mine in this fatal moment of the travel Academy is I believe doing another round of the Travel Academy and actually being there. Yeah. And I do believe that next time I would not only want to be there, but I would also like to be um, a part of the, the part when they go back to their homes mm-hmm. and just being there with them when, when the experiences and the whole memories start depositing. So that is like, one of the things I would like to maybe discuss someday with the kids, like, what was that like? Like returning back to your normal life, to your home with all your family. And you want to tell them so many things, but like you had to be had to there. Be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big inside joke. Travel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I forget about it. Be with the people who you were with. And like, you try and explain it all to the people who weren't there. And you just get these like, kind of blank face oh, i'm happy like, for that you that you experienced exactly <laughs> yeah it's like that's like been your whole life i'm sure it's like i just went on this mind-blowing trip and i did this and i did that and people are like cool um yeah what was the- i think that is also one of my experiences when traveling with people which i connected to it was like that i was like eight days ten days with families or friends around the world and then you're like back home filled with adrenaline with a rush and with like so many memories and good laughs you know you create this language when you start bonding with someone so eventually you're like who do i share it with how do i take it further (laughs) yeah that is so true it's like that's hard i I mean you saying that is like i think about being in that tent in the middle of the desert in Morocco. With a bathroom you, in it, by the way, were, yeah, which is and- a must for glamping. I just want to say <laughs> that, actually. I just want to interrupt this podcast by saying, <laughs> I feel it's very important for there to be a bathroom 
in your tent or one that is only for your family because it's hard to hold it. No, it's <laughs> not. It's actually not. So I, I, but what you were saying before about like you had to be there, like we were in a tent in the middle of the desert in Morocco, literally nothing around, like the most clear sky you could imagine. And you, Puzzle, set up this incredible dinner. Oh. And like we had this Moroccan music, this like three piece band came in with like these crazy instruments and we were doing these crazy dances and it was like, and it was like, we were like trance, you know, music. And like, we, I remember just like the three of us looking at each other being like, this is fucking awesome. Like this is a life experience that everybody should have because I just like gained 10 years onto my life. Just like having been a part of this and like i don't know it's one of those moments but i was going to ask you during you i mean we did a lot of work on the itinerary it was like so carefully built i probably tweaked it way more times than you than you <laughs> wanted me to but i just felt so strongly that every day every minute every hour needed to be really thought through what was one day or activity when you were in israel and we were in california when you were like Maybe I'll just hop on a plane and just be a part of this like one thing. What was that one thing? You guys ki- kayaking I knew. in the middle I knew. of the ocean. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it is so, so good. It's exactly what I visioned yes. and went far beyond. Like I, totally. from seeing some of the footage, I'm like, I couldn't have dreamt this better. Like this is the scene I wanted to be with the gang and like seeing them overcoming fears and connecting to one another. I'm like, chapeau, <laughs> applause, yeah. applauses, Mr. Scott. And oh, eventually, so and I must say this, you took this trip to a whole other level. Like it's team effort. No, be- it's true. I, I'm with you, Gabo. He, he wow. doesn't settle for just the first cut. I don't know where he gets no. that from, but <laughs> that it runs in the family. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you don't you don't settle on our family trips. You go above and beyond, and I felt like it was my job to not settle for anything. And I and I should point out two things: one, the footage that people are going to see from the Channel Islands kayaking experience really tells the story. These kids were terrified of falling out of the boat. Most of them couldn't swim. I was terrified of this entire thing. We were in open ocean. We're in caves. There's waves going very up and down. I'm like, this could end very badly, but this could also be the most, you know, memorable thing from the trip, which it was. And the second thing I wanted to say is we were eight, we initially pulled that experience from the itinerary because it was so pricey, but all of us were bent on getting it back in my friend, which I'm going to mention his name, Lee Eisenberg, who is an incredible Hollywood writer, ended up figuring out a way to get us donated completely free VIP passes to Universal Studios on day one in LA and got us like, I mean, this could have been, that was like thousands of dollars for, there was 15 of us and he got it donated. And as soon as he got it donated, I reached back out to you guys and I was like, Get the kayaking back in. Kayaking's back in. We're in. (laughs) And thank God for both of those things because that experience was, both experiences were incredible. But 
the kindness of other people led to exactly. one of the memorable pieces of the trip. I knew you were going to say kayaking. The, the gesture of the support of people in the middle of the way, helping out and participating in the Travel Academy with their little two cents uh, or thousands of dollars. It did not matter if it's like the guy flipping burgers and bringing the kids into the kitchen or um, your friend getting us into the Universal Studios. It's like everyone that has a place in the Travel Academy. And that's the message. Um, well, we're about to see the film. Hopefully, you know, we're going to publish, publish this podcast next week. And then we're going to do a, a big watch party on October 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern, which is going to be a family event. We want to invite everybody to kind of sit and watch because, you know, like, like my family, like our family, right? Like we've taken a lot of trips and we just like, get on a plane. Like my kids just like we pack and then we just like go to the airport and we get on a plane. Right. And to be part of something where I picked the kids up in East New York, Brooklyn, we got in a van on, you know, and headed to JFK and checked the bags in and everything. And then like walked through security and walked to our gate and got the snacks for a cross country flight and the whole thing, which I'm like, so conditioned to because we fly a lot and then seeing these kids part of that whole process and then there's a scene in the film of Yasin taking off which he said he admitted I was terrified I'm terrified of flying I've never been on a plane I've never been up in the air that high and all of a sudden you see his face and his like mouth drops and his eyes like are bulging out and he's like so beyond wowed by the experience I just I, I don't know. I just, I think you've said so much about what travel means, but I, it was such a joy to witness something that's become so commonplace for our family to see it for kids for the first time. And they're, you know, through their lens and, you know, it's something that I, I hope we can keep going. I have a feeling we will. We built something beautiful. Amen. Going. Amen. I think for the kids, for you, it was, something so meaningful but you went through jfk you know security you know where to get the snacks and for them and we talked about it it's like christopher columbus crossing the ocean into the unknown with his sailors that they've never gone so past uh so far away from the coast of spain and they're like we're going to explore yeah and that's what i saw on yasin's face is like Something I've never dreamt of. Could not have even pictured this. That's right. So, Gabo, in your in your vision, because you're a visionary, a lot like myself, like where do you see the Travel Academy going? What's your hope? What's your vision? Wow, I'm gonna close my eyes, put a little hand on my heart, and I believe the Travel Academy can be something that is done on a yearly basis with uh, different students from across the world and the U.S. being handpicked by their uh, teachers and their principals as people who have a shot of making a change in this world. And it's like they get a prize, which is participating in this academy, which is based on travel. And basically, their biggest prize is to share that feeling, those experiences, the knowledge, and the change they're going through during the trip 
with their families, friends, neighborhoods, communities, the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I see the Travel Academy as uh, a means of helping out one another, people's communities, in creating a change. Through the magic of travel, yep, which you bring to so many people. Absolutely. Gabo, we've taken up enough of your time. You should go back to the conference. Not enough. Not enough. Find a private space now. <laughs> I think I'll be seeing you guys very soon. Yes. And, and for all the families out there or people who are looking to do trips in a variety of ways in different places, not just Israel, but all over the world, we cannot, cannot, cannot recommend Puzzle Enough. And we have to many families already yeah. come back and say, that was the most incredible experience. Totally. Family is one, of our, one of our referrals just left you guys it, right. from Israel. Yeah. yeah. You can go sit they on a beach. You can go sit on a beach anywhere. You can go to an island and just like bake in the sun. Or you can actually experience true travel. And that's what puzzles And through the, through the lens of the culture in which you're visiting, you know, in so feeling many like ways. Locals. Feeling like locals. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. We love you, Gabo. Gabo, we love, love you. you guys. I really love you guys and miss you so much. So much. Can't wait to see you. You guys are really have the biggest heart I've seen. And you're creating a change for so many people and doing so many great things with your vision and your careness and your creativity and way of thought. Um, I'm checking in on the first row to see where the state story continues because it just keeps on getting better. So some chapters. Yeah. Well, we'll cut that part out about you giving us all that love because it's uncomfortable for us, but I, I like I'll it. take it. Thank I you like very it. much. Um, I love mutual love, not unrequited. You're the best. Exactly. You're the best it's really, it's really the truth be told. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Hey, Shabbat Shalom to you and yours. Hag Sameach, guys. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Really love you guys. Love and you. have a best year. I know you guys are doing so well and it makes me so happy. I see your, your smile, Jack, and I'm like, she deserves it. She deserves it. She Thanks. basically, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you and spread the love. You Thanks too, for God. coming on, brother. Bye. Bye.